0: to school season. How many of you are pumped about that? Just like a few. Uh- <laughs> there's this mixed emotion in the room. I'm sure there's mixed emotion at home as well. Some of you that, you know, maybe you're like excited. Maybe just think back to when you went to school back in the day. Maybe you're excited, man. I get to go see all my friends, the people I've missed. I'm excited to see you guys, which is pretty awesome. Some were scared. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back to school. They're like, who's, you know, who's got the COVID, right? And and I thought, you know, back in the day, it wasn't like who's got the COVID, but like who's got the cheese touch? Like if you watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid or who's got the cooties? Our kids are going to be fine. They have, this sense of knowing who to avoid—they're gonna be fine. Uh, but others are confused. They're like, they get to school and they're like, "This is not like I remember." Who's the lady in the front with the hazmat suit? You know, <laughs> if you're homeschoolers, that's your mom. But uh, for for this like this confusion, if it's all different to us, and you know, you may have similar feelings as those when we explain that today's topic is called back to school, and you're like, man, like maybe you're like, uh-oh. You know, maybe you're scared. You're like, what? <laughs> I thought, like, as an adult, I'm, like, never going back to school. What do you mean we're going back to school? Or maybe you're, as an adult, you're like, man, I love school so much. I'm just going to become a teacher and spend my whole life there. Uh, or maybe you're confused. You're like, isn't it the weekend? Isn't it church? Why are we talking about school? Well, the reason I want to talk about school is because there is this word that Jesus and the New Testament writers use over and over and over again. That I would think best is described by going back to school, and it's this word called disciple. Two hundred and seventy-three times it was used in Scripture. It's a big deal. This word of being disciple. You know what disciple means? What comes to mind when you think of the word disciple? Teacher. What else? Student. For those who were here last night, you know the answers. Student. <laughs> it's student. It's anyone who follows someone else's teaching. You know, we think maybe, I always thought disciple, I like the guys who follow Jesus, you know, the ones in the bathrobes, those guys. Uh, but it's this, any student of any teacher is called the disciple. So how many of you have been a disciple at some point in your life? You were a student somewhere. Yeah, anybody who's been to school would be classified as a disciple. And maybe you're thinking, you know what, I don't know that I love the idea of going back to school. I wasn't really a fan of school, but what if you could just study your favorite subject the whole time? For me, it was math. I just love math. I actually skipped a grade in math. I loved it so much, I did grade one, and then I did grade two over the summer so that I could start grade three math the following year. Just love numbers, and I could do that all the time. Science, forget it. Library, no thanks. French class, you know, like, no thanks. But how about you? What was your favorite subjects? Science. We're not talking to you anymore. All right, so the, uh, You know, that. what if you could study your favorite subject? I thought about some of the people from our church, and I thought, you know, what would they study? I thought about Zane. For those who know Zane, he was on our video this week. He would just have plant class every day, all day. You know, trees, trees, and more trees. He just loves it. My brother-in-law, Ronnie, it would be Subaru WRX class. Here's where we clean them. Here's where we drive them. Here's where we just sit and stare at pictures of them all day long. He'd be happier than anything. For Link, and for Gavin, and for Wesley, if you guys are watching, I know your favorite class would be Fortnite all night. And all day, right? Like, that would be the class uh, that you'd be in. Maybe for you, it's like recess. Man, that's my favorite. Like, I'll do that all the time. Or spare, which is recess for adults. Uh, You know, I just, I will, if I could do my favorite class, I would do it. But the idea of being a disciple had nothing to do with attending a class. And that's so important to think about. Being a disciple had nothing to do with attending. Not where you went, but rather who you followed. How many of you, when you were like a kid, you're like, man, I just want to be like my teacher, I thought that would be the case. Because nobody wants to be like, they're old. Like, I don't want to be like my teacher. The teachers are, are, the teachers are getting restless in the room. <laughs> but that wasn't our goal. But, so we kind of missed that when Jesus says, I want you to be a student. He's like, I actually want you to be like your teacher. So who is somebody that you wish you could be like? Who's somebody like, man, that person, like, I wish I could just follow them around for one day. Maybe for you, it's Donald Trump. I hear some of you, you like, man, we love this guy. Everything he does is awesome. There's others who are like <laughs> the total opposite. Uh, but if you could follow him around for a date, what about, you know, maybe it's Billie Eilish. You're like, man, I just got to find out how she does her hair like that. And like, I just, where does she get the inspiration for her songs? It's so weird. Um, maybe, maybe for you, it's like, nah, I don't even know who that is, but maybe it's Johnny Cash. And you're like, man, if I could follow Johnny Cash around, that would have been Awesome. For a whole day, maybe it's Mr. Beast. You're like into like the online gaming videos. You're like, man, Mr. Beast, this guy does like, what's he gonna do next? Or Ninja, or any of the other ones. Or maybe it's Gordon Ramsay. You're like, man, I love to I love to cook like that guy cooks. Or maybe it's Dave Ramsey. You're like, I just would love to save more money. Or maybe it's Kim or Kanye or Kylie. I couldn't find any appropriate pictures to post on things. So, but some of you are like, you know, I don't I don't follow those people. Yeah, but you and two billion others who don't follow them and want to be, you know, to buy their makeup and do whatever they're, they're doing. We have this thing inside of us that wants to emulate someone else. There is this inner disciple in us that wants to be like a teacher. And it's why, you know, what if, if we said if you could follow them around for a day, it'd be cool. But if you followed them around every day, guess what? You'd start combing your hair like the Donald. You know, you might start talking like, you know, I'm a bad boy. Whatever it's like, uh, there's all kinds of things that you might be going through that you'll start talking like, sounding like, referencing, dropping hints that, man, that you've been around that person. Maybe you start singing, Burn a Ring of Fire, whatever Johnny Cash's songs are, it's just going in your mind, right? Whatever it may be, you start to become like them. Because the truth is who you hang around with is who you become like. It's why moms everywhere have told you that from day one. Be careful who you hang around with. And if your parents tell you that, they love you. That's why they're telling you that. But that's the same reason Jesus said, "Hey, I want you to become, come be my disciples, come follow me, so that you become like me." Matthew, who was one of the guys who Jesus called, he was an eyewitness of this. He would later write about how Jesus called him and called others, and he would just say out to everyone, including people here this morning, people watching online. He'd say things like this: Matthew eleven verse twenty eight says, "Are are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? You know, are you?" He'd say, "Come to me." He's not like "Come to church." you know, let's do more religion. He'd say, no, come come to me. Come follow a person. Come be my disciple. He'd say, get away with me and you'll recover your life. He's like, I'll show you. If you walk with me, I'll show you how to take a real rest. And then he said, he follows on by saying, walk with me and work with me. He says, watch how I do things. That's the same idea of when you went to school, it wasn't to just learn the subject. His idea is like, I want you to learn the teacher. Become like the teacher. And he says, um, he says, I'll, or learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What a beautiful term that is. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you're going to learn to live freely and lightly. How many would like some of that? No stress, nothing heavy on your shoulders, walking every day with the cares of the world on someone else's back. I'm in. And Matthew and a bunch of others were like, yep, count me in. I am in. But in Jesus' final conversation with his disciples and in other ones, he would tell them, it's bigger than that. For some, he said, hey, you know what? you got to carry your cross and and follow me. It's not following yourself because you'll just pack the cares on. He's like, follow me. In Jesus' final conversation with his disciples, John 13, John was there. He tells us what it looked like that night. It says that before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew his hour had come to leave the world and return to his father. He had a love for his disciples. Uh, that lasted during his ministry on earth. But it says, and now he loved them to the very end. He loved and cared for them for three years as they were following him around. And, he says, and then he says he shows his love for them at the very end. And he talks about how, you know, the Last Supper, what it looked like and how he washed the disciples' feet and how, you know, they were kind of like, thought that was a little bit weird. Do you ever have a hard time picturing what it looked like in Bible times? Do you, like? Do you ever like wonder, like, what would it have been like for those disciples sitting around the table? I do. And then I found this video
1: and his disciples were at supper. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, the thought of betraying Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him complete power. He knew that he had come from God and was going to God. So he rose from the table, took off his outer garment and tied a towel round his waist. Then he poured some water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and drive him with the towel around his waist he came to Simon Peter are you going to wash my feet Lord you do not understand now what I'm doing but you will understand later Never at any time will you wash my feet. If I do not wash your feet, you will no longer be my disciple. Lord, do not wash only my feet, then wash my hands and head too. (laughs) Those who have taken a bath are completely clean and do not need to wash themselves except for their feet all of you are clean all except one Jesus already knew who was going to betray him that is why he said all of you except one are clean After Jesus had washed their feet he put his outer garment back on and returned to his place at the table do you understand what I've just done to you you call me teacher and Lord and it is right that you should do so because that is what I am I, your Lord and teacher have just washed your feet you then should wash one another's feet I have set an example for you, so that you will do just what I have done for you. I am telling you the truth. No slaves are greater than their master, and no messengers are greater than the one who sent them. Now that you know this truth, how happy you will be if you put it into practice.
0: So we're going to bring out the foot washing ceremonial materials, and uh, we're going to have a good old foot washing service here this morning. And you're like, oh, please, no. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not my favorite thing, and we will not be doing that here ever. Uh, but that, when you see Jesus asking them to do something that feels like, oh, that feels awkward, and everybody's kind of looking around the room, and they're like, what, what is going on? Jesus is simply telling them, listen, I want you to love one another the way that I love people. I want you to serve one another the way that I serve you. He basically says, I'm the target. If you're aiming to be like anyone, I want you to be like me. I'm setting the standard of... What I want you to be like as a disciple, as a student, become like your teacher. You know, John 13, he had, later on, he would, he would write, John would write this as Jesus would finish this conversation. He's like, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other the way that I loved you. That's how you should love each other. Verse 35, he says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You're like the teacher when you love like your teacher. In his final words, Jesus gave them the final command, Matthew 28. We've we looked at it last week. We've looked at it many times. Jesus said to them, he says, therefore, go make disciples. He's like, this thing is not just a, a noun. It's not just who you are. It's what you do. He's like, go make disciples of other nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples, teach them to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I'm with you always. So Jesus is saying to them, listen, fellas, you've been around me for three years. You are my disciples. You are my students. He says, Don't don't compare yourselves with one another. That's just dumb. Keep me as the focus of what you're of, of what you're um, ascribing to attain, to be like, to to emulate. And he says to them, he says, and now go out and do that to, and teach others the same thing. It was not this thing of this is going to save you. It has nothing to do with salvation. This was like when you've become a follower of Jesus, he's like, I want you to be transformed. Transformed into the image of Christ. Here's, um, you know, Acts chapter 2, Luke actually tells us this is what happened. They went out. They began making other disciples. Lots of other people began to follow. It says in Acts 2.42, it says all the believers. So notice that word's different. He says, people who's like, I I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. That's a believer. He says, but he (laughs) he says later on, it says these believers were called by a different name. Any idea what it was? Disciple. They were transformed from being just believers to being disciples. And you know how they got there? This way, they devoted themselves to some things, to learning the apostles' teaching, to studying his word. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to prayer and the Lord's Supper. They were like, man, we, we're not just, we don't just believe. We are like, I love Peter. He's like, I'm all in. Hands, feet, whatever. Jesus, I'm yours. I'm living this thing out. Do you know what the most boring Christianity is? It's just being, oh, okay, I believe I said a prayer, and now I'm going to wait till eternity and hope I make it in disciple is where he said, you know, that idea of living out. since Jesus, I want to be more like you today than I was yesterday. I, I, God change me and mold me to be who you want me to be, to th- that they could realize that they could be like Jesus in this world. What a crazy thought. But here's what John wrote many, many, many years later. After that night, here's what John wrote, 1 John 4, verse 16. He says this, we know how much God loves us. He's like, I was there that night, man. I saw him wash our feet. He, the, he He obviously loved us. And then the next day, I watched him hang on a cross and give his life in my place. Man, he loves us. There's no doubt. I'm not trying to earn his love by anything I'm doing. Being this disciple thing of being more like Jesus, it's not to earn anything. I'm I'm just loved. I am just loved. He says this, and I put my trust in his love. Because God is love. All who live in love, they live in God. God lives in them. And then verse 17 He says, and as we live in God, as we live in love, as we live out our lives as disciples in love, our love just grows more and more perfect or more and more complete or more and more like our teacher. So we won't be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence. Why? Because we, those words, we live like Jesus. We live like Jesus in this world. So my question this morning is, what do disciples look like today? What do disciples look like today? When you picture disciples, maybe you picture this. Is that what disciples look like today? Or is this what disciples look like today? If I knew you were going to be here, I'd put your faces on all of that. Is that what, because sometimes we just like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I go to church, I do the thing, you know, I finally can come back. And we're like, I hope it's kind of like normal. But what we felt like is the mission of our church is to To build disciples. Disciples who are like, you know what? I'm devoted to studying his word. I'm devoted to community. I'm devoted to prayer, whether we're in this building or whether we're not. Because I can tell you this. Our thought is this, that when this building shuts down again, and I don't say if, because I think it's going to happen again, whether that's this year or the following year or five years down the road, there will be a time, again, guaranteed, where this place will be shut down and you're not allowed to meet here anymore. Will you thrive in that moment or will you flounder? Will you flourish or will you be like, oh, I can't wait till it opens up again? Our hope is that you'd be ready the next time it happens by simply saying today we're going back to school. Back to what it means to be a student of, of uh, a, a, a disciple following our teacher. So finally, here's a thought. We want to create environments for that to happen. This is why there's tables set up. We say it's part of, partly in place for physical distancing, but it's partly in place to create instant small groups at the end of every service where you have a chance to say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to take a, maybe a step in this direction towards community. I'm actually going to engage in this idea of talking with one another and praying with each other. Or, hey, this is what I studied this week in the Word. I just want to share it with somebody else. And it's not just to be in attendance, but to be engaged. Here's, you know, a couple months ago when I was just going through that, all that stuff with being adrift, I had this engagement checklist. And here's, here's the checklist. Because like, like you measure, how do you measure whether you're a disciple or not? So would you just check off these boxes with me this morning? As you think about this, I ask myself these questions. Have I studied his word today? Have I studied his word? Just how would you answer that question? You know, I've answered it out loud. Have I studied his word? What does that mean? That doesn't mean have I just read my devotional? Did I read the verse of the day that June sent me? Yep, I'm good. Studied the word today. But have I pondered it? Have I measured my life against it today? God, what are you doing in my heart through your word today? You know, that's where it all starts. It starts with knowing Jesus. Our king's kids are going to be going through the whole um, uh, life of Jesus, through the Jesus Storybook Bible, of the next thing, because we want our kids to know Jesus, not know rules. You know that video you saw? That's part of the uh, life of Jesus on the Bible app. If you want a great, great thing to go through for the next little while, grab that study and just go through and just getting to know who Jesus is. Have I studied his word today? Second, have I talked with him today? Have I talked with him? Not, did I tell him, Jesus, here's my thing, or, you know, this is what I need, but have I, has it been two-way? Have I just sat in silence to say, God, if, if you have something to say, I, I'm here to listen. That's what disciples do. Because they want to be like their teacher. You know, no great marriage grows when they don't talk to each other. No great friendship grows when you're like, eh, we, we can't spend any time together. Have I talked with him today? Have I just slowed down for loving union with Jesus is what Pete Scazzaro would, would say. And then finally, the last two. Have I connected with another believer today? Ding! you can all check the box. You're here. Have I connected with another believer? And then finally, have I reached out to an unchurched person? Because his mission wasn't that we would just be disciples, that we would make disciples. And I, I go through this often in my life. Have I, have I done this today? Because the key word is today. We think sometimes like, oh, have I done that once in my life? But it's the idea of are we becoming like him today? And so when, not if, it's all closed. They're pointing at the timer. I know, miracles didn't happen today. When, not if, it closes. When, if, not if, we we aren't able to meet in this room again. Will it even matter? Or will you be so committed to being his disciple that you just find people to connect with? That you're in his word, whether you've got to hide it somewhere in a a room or because it's just hidden in your heart. Or simply will you say, you know what, I'm just going to talk with him. It doesn't matter where I am. It's about who I am because I'm his disciple. That is our encouragement and a challenge for each of us today. And I hope you take that challenge and, and run with it to wherever it may take you. Can we pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning, for the gift that it is, for the chance to be together in this room. Love that. God, thanks for my brothers and sisters and what you've done in their life, what you continue to do in their life. Thank you that <laughs> you've put them as part of this family for a reason. And uh, Lord, we we believe that we are better by being your body, by being together. whatever that may look like. Lord, I believe that you're speaking to people's hearts, that you've put words in people's hearts for others here this morning. And Lord, I pray that as we um, allow your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts throughout this day and throughout this week, that we might see just the purposes and plans that you have for us as your church. Love you. Thank you for loving us first, for truly loving us. It's in your beautiful name that I pray. Amen.